Hey there, welcome to the Marketers Take Flight podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Divin, founder of Marketers Take Flight and the creator of the Proposal Pro course. I am obsessed with helping AEC marketers just like you put order back into the proposal process, create winning strategies, and build the confidence and courage to advance your career. Each week, I will be sharing tangible and tactical advice and inspiring interviews to fly through the proposal turbulence and have your career take off. So let's dive right in. Hi, and welcome to episode two of the Marketers Take Flight podcast. In this show, we will be tackling proposal management issues head on and leaving you with tangible tips you can implement right away. In this episode, I'm going to be covering proposal content, specifically how to take your proposal content from boring to compelling. I'm going to talk about some strategies around persuasion, persuasion, writing, and how to infuse creativity into your proposals. So let's get started. Proposal content should position your firm to win. It's a sales document. It needs to persuade the reader that your firm is the best firm for the project. The reasons to select your firm should be crystal clear and obvious to the reader with enough information to allow the decision makers to back up their decision. I wanted to stop here to talk about this before we get into the details of the proposal content. Oftentimes, we get caught up in making sure all of the pieces are included and that we are compliant. And that is very important too. But I also wanted to make sure that you knew that the proposal also needs to be persuasive. You want to make sure your your proposal is different from all of the others and that yours is the best choice for the decision makers. So let's spend a few moments talking about how to go about doing this. What makes your proposal persuasive? First, it's about being different. What is different about your engineering, architecture, or construction firm than your competitors? And some types of differentiation can be what you offer, how you design, create, or deliver the project, what you offer that better aligns with the client's goals, better aligns than maybe your competitors, what the client will get from you that they don't get from that they're not getting from their competitors. But you can't just stop with stating that you are different. You have to explain why those differences matter, why the client should care about those differences, and what will the client gain from selecting your firm that is different than the others. And there might only be one difference for each particular proposal. However, it's still important to identify it, make it very clear, show the benefits of this difference to the client's, and sprinkle it throughout the document, every section, proposal, graphic, etc. Now, before you start writing the proposal, it is also important to understand a few things about the proposal reader. First, he or she cares first and foremost about their own needs. He or she will want to spend as little time as possible reading or looking at your proposal. And it's often very hard for them, the readers, to find differences in our firms. They are looking for those differences to make their decisions easier. So what are the proposal readers looking for? Well, they're looking for your core challenges that you'll be addressing, or the core challenges of the project you'll be addressing, excuse me, deliverables and benefits, your cost, your schedule, demonstrating your credibility, And then again, how your firm is truly different. 
So now that we know that the proposal is a sales document, let's dive into the specifics of how to develop your content, specifically your writing. Let's start by making sure we are crystal clear on features versus benefits. Because one of the rules, probably the most important one, is to not just write about your features, but to also include how that feature will benefit the client. The benefit is then even more valuable if it's important to the client's goals or needs. So let's spend a few minutes defining each here. First are features. And features describe what you do. They're the tangible aspects of your services. They could be the things, the people, the system, the tools, the equipment, et cetera, that you offer. And it's mostly about you, not what you can do for the client. And oftentimes the clients, after they read your feature, will ask, so what? So let me give you an example. An example feature could be, our firm has been in business for 35 years. Raise your hand. I can't see you, but raise your hand if you have started a proposal letter or section or your website with those words. Our firm has been in business for 35 years. It leaves the client asking, so what? What do I get out of that? So that's where we talk about benefits. And benefits describe what a feature can do and represent the most significant payoffs to the client. The benefits answer that question, so what, of the features. And most of the time, benefits are about saving time, reducing cost, minimizing risk, or more about efficiency. So what do your clients really want to achieve with this project? So let's go back to our example. Um, so an example benefit could be, we could rewrite it to say, using the lessons learned from 35 years of experience designing roadways throughout Florida, we will ensure your design is technically correct, constructible, and cost-effective. You see there, it answered the question, we've been in business for 35 years, but so what? What does the client get from that? So let's look at an, another example of features versus benefits. So a feature could be, we follow a documented quality control plan for every project. That's a feature. It's probably a requirement of your clients, right? You're just meeting the requirements. So let's look at the benefit for that. So a benefit example could be, developed originally for NASA, our quality control process will ensure there is no rework Errors are caught before construction and involves exceptional constructability reviews. And all of this minimizes schedule impact and delays. See the difference there? Not only are we saying it's a documented quality control plan, but we're describing how that benefits the client by minimizing schedule impact and delays. So how does all this relate back to your proposal writing? Once you start identifying the features and the benefits for that particular proposal, project or proposal, you can then use those to start outlining your proposal content and even each proposal section. Each section might have its own features and benefits. You can highlight that specific feature and benefit to start that proposal section. This way, if a reader only skims the first paragraph or if it appears in the strongest font or a different color, it's your feature and benefit that they will read if, you know, because we know they're skimming. You can continue to take these features and benefits and highlight them in other ways throughout the document using different types of text and graphics. So speaking of graphics and layout, this is where you can really infuse some creativity and get your strongest messages highlighted. 
So let's talk about infusing creativity. As proposal managers, we sometimes get stuck when it comes to infusing creativity into our proposals. Often we are very limited by our own firm brand guidelines and the client's RFP requirements. Sometimes we can get into a creative rut, especially when we are constantly working under tight deadlines and often working on multiple proposals at once. We know we want our proposal to be unique and stand out to put our firm at an advantage. We also understand that the proposal needs to not only meet the client's requirements, but also must resonate with the key decision makers and their needs and their issues and personalities. Often we rely or begin our proposal with boilerplate materials or from a similar previous proposal. Then we take that information and we customize it for the new proposed project and requirements. Ideally, we would have the time, the pre-proposal intelligence and the resources to create a new proposal that is 100% customized to the client's situation, their specific scope and their specific needs, rather than using this boilerplate information, but that doesn't often happen. Either way, you want the final proposal to clearly communicate the reasons why your firm, or I'm sorry, the reasons why the client should select your firm in a convincing and easy to read way. And to achieve this does take a bit of creativity. So I'm gonna share five ways to infuse some in creativity into your proposals and make them more compelling. So let's get started. So number one is gr- get creative with callouts. Callouts are a great approach to highlight your features, benefits, and proofs that may other, otherwise be lost in long paragraphs of text. I like to also include them throughout each section of the proposal. For example, in the quality control section, when you write about your design review meetings, maybe insert a call out next to that paragraph with a photo of your team conducting a design review meeting. Then insert a caption underneath that that explains what the picture is showing and what project it was for. This allows you to incorporate some project experience and proofs to the client that you really do conduct these these design review meetings. You're not just writing about it. Number two, let your clients speak for themselves. Including testimonials in your proposals is a great idea and really demonstrates your expertise to your future client. If you are fortunate enough to have client testimonials, don't just put an image of the letter. Use the actual text from the letter as a quote um, in a call-out box or inside those large quotation marks. You can also sprinkle these um, call-outs throughout the document. Don't just keep this good content in it way back at the end in an appendix or just in the client reference section. Pull out a piece of that testimonial that is relevant to that specific proposal section and add it there. So let's say you have a client testimonial that talks about how impressed they were with your attention to communication and coordination. Pull that sentence or two out of that client testimonial letter and insert it as a call out next to the project management or communication section in the proposal. So that was number two, let clients speak for themselves. Next up is number three, create a prominent why us statement. Now you might already have a typical why us or value proposition statement for your proposal. Often this gets buried in the cover letter on the first page of the narrative or even worse, the last paragraph of the last page of the proposal. 
consider including this statement right at the beginning of your proposal and take up and maybe even take up the whole entire first page. Even better, if you can overlay this statement with a photo of a project that like demonstrates or proves your statement. This is a great way to pique the client's curiosity and make them want to read more. A compelling statement like this at the beginning can set the tone for your entire proposal. It will also ensure that your um, possibly most compelling reason for the client to hire you isn't missed or buried. So that was number three. Number four is include visuals. Now you might be thinking, this is a no-brainer, right? But I have seen too many text-heavy proposals to not include this point. A few visuals scattered throughout your proposal will make it more appealing and break up the long paragraphs of text and make it easier to read. So some different types of visuals you can use are images, which seem pretty obvious, and we typically include project photos or possible head, um, employee headshots on resumes. But think about other images you can include that show how your firm works. These can be planning sessions or design meetings or even safety meetings. Also think about including photos of past clients, especially if you're using their testimonial or case study in your proposal. Next up are charts and graphs. These are another great visual to incorporate into your proposal. If you have complex information or data or long lists, can you turn that into different charts or graphs of any sort? So think about that when, you're been, when you've been given text by the technical staff, how can you turn those into a chart or a graph? And then yet icons or are another um, way to beef up your visual impact of your proposals. I like using icons to represent different sections or proposal themes. Then each time that type of item or theme is mentioned, we would place that icon next to that text with a call out. And then lastly, number five is to rethink your proposal packaging. If you must provide hard copies of your proposal to the client, what other ways can you bind or package your proposal? Of course, follow what the RFP specifies, but there is no specific, but if there is no specific binding or packaging specified in the RFP, how creative can you get? We've used custom wrap three ring binders before, and now there are machines that you can purchase to create a perfect edge to make it appear like a soft cover book. Think, and then also think about all the technology and multimedia ways you can package a proposal. Um, has your firm started using the augmented reality AR or virtual reality VR capabilities like with through using the Oculus or Google's cardboard things? Um, can you provide your entire proposal on one of those headsets and give the selection committee member each a headset to view and virtually walk through your proposal? I'll link up um, a great HubSpot article in the show notes that shares how nine different companies have incorporated VR into their marketing strategies. And it's some pretty cool stuff. I can't wait to see some more of this in the AEC industry. And you'll be able to find the links um, to that article in the show notes at marketerstakeflight.com forward slash two, the number two for episode two of this podcast. So let's recap the five ways to infuse creativity into your proposals. Number one was get creative with callouts. Number two was let your clients speak for themselves. 
Number three, create a prominent why us statement. Number four, include visuals, including photos, charts, graphs, and icons. And then number five, rethink your proposal packaging. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't mention your firm's branding. I am a very strong believer that your firm must have strong and consistent consistent branding elements, including with your proposals. I am a proponent of creating and using a consistent set of proposal templates. This saves you time and effort with setting up the proposal document and allows you to have more time and more creative energy to think about the elements I've mentioned above. These are just five ways to start infusing creativity into your proposals. If you are still stuck or need further information or inspiration, look to the previous SMPS Marketing Communication Awards winners. There are some very creative um, packages and just great inspiration with those awards winner. Another place I also look for inspiration is the Envato Elements website. And Envato, E-N-V-A-T-O, Elements, they have, it's a website that has icons, infographics, and just about every other type of graphic you may need. Sometimes you can just browse through that and get inspired, but you can also get a subscription and then get templates and elements at very affordable prices. Then there's also Canva, canva canva.com, C-A-N-V-A.com. It's a web-based graphic design tool that comes with hundreds of templates for documents, presentations, and social media graphics. You can sign up for for free or pay a small fee for upgraded content. And again, I'll link up to all these resources in my show notes. You can find those at marketerstakeflight.com forward slash two, the number two, like in episode two of this podcast. So as we wrap up here, I wanted to summarize what we covered today. First, proposals are persuasive documents. They do need to sell your firm's services or approach. And to do this, it's best to highlight not just your features, but your benefits and highlight those throughout the proposal document. Once you have a solid features and benefits identified, you can turn to infusing creativity into your proposals. And we talked about five different ways to start making your proposals more creative. However, the most important thing is about understanding your audience and making the proposal speak to their needs for that particular project. Now, don't worry if you can't do all of these items we talked about today. Just start with one. Try to take one of your firm's features and identify what the benefits are for that client in that project. Then use that in one of the ways we talked about, a call out, a graphic, etc. Just start with one. Once you do that and you practice doing that, it'll get easier and easier and easier. And if you need to go back to any of these concepts, head over to the show notes page at marketerstakeflight.com slash forward slash two, the number two. I will also be diving deeper into many of these concepts on future episodes. So if you liked what you heard today, please subscribe to the Marketers Take Flight podcast. Just hit that little subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. And that's it for today. I'll see you in the next episode.